two, one, two, three. We're in the building. Yeah. And boom. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back, goddammit, to another edition of Tell Me a Joke, the Guideline and Chasing the Dream. I'm your host, Maniacal Minute. Say the whole thing like a pimp name slick back. And today, goddammit, today I got the powerhouse, the man that demands attention. Uh uh the guy with a uh, it, it, your your name is, is amazing and it just it tells everything about you. Uh Red Lion, the poet. Or Charles, however you want to go by. Hey, man, as long as you don't call me out my name, we good. Okay, cool. (laughs) Cool, man. Man, we made it, man. Good to see you. But, like, a a few days before Christmas, a day before Christmas? It's it's, Christmas Eve day, isn't it? It is Christmas Eve, and we out here working, so. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Good to see you, dude. How you been? Man, I've been busy. Yes, Um, you have. It's it's cold in Houston. Yes, Um, it is. So, you know, there's that. (laughs) But otherwise, man, um, I've been blessed. I've been good. And uh, yeah, man. What about you? Ah, I've been I've been good. Just got a got a new house. Me and me and the wife. Okay, moved okay. Into a new crib. This is exclusive. People ain't heard this yet on the cast. So oh. it's like, oh, that's good. That's good. Because at some point in time, I was gonna sit down and talk to him and tell him everything that's going on. Okay. But now that you ask, good. I don't have to worry about that. Check that off the list. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I've been trying to get the work in as much as possible within the means of uh, you know, dealing with family situations and everything. Got so, it. uh. Uh, and you yourself, you have been extra busy. How have you been managing that time, sir? Oh, you know, um, I uh, I sleep for about three hours, <laughs> um, and then I wake up, and it's like, well, let's let's go ahead and do it all. Do over it all again. over again, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, nah, man, it's um, you know, just trying to balance out um, work, uh, art, relationships everything like that and you know just learning how to navigate through it so it's a continuous thing of just learning how to schedule stuff because every it's not always the same thing every single time right so yeah how do you do it like what is your uh, what is your process so as far as it pertains to like scheduling out and everything um I have to be really careful that I don't. Um, one, I used to be really bad about this, but I used to double book. Double book, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. And I then, feel that. and then there was the other thing of um, book, like you know, accepting a booking, but um, not being able to, um, not being able to commit to it as fully as I wanted to. Yeah. So, like, I know, um, you know, a lot of poets in the city, um, they go out, they do shows and everything. Yeah. Um, my lane is a, is a little bit different at a lot of times because I do do a little um, do a little theater yeah. stuff. So we've been like I've been doing productions and everything like that on the flip side. Also, the poetry shows. Um, yeah. Working on books, album, all kinds oh, of stuff, right? Everything. Yeah. So, um, I you know, because I, I, I never... Like, cause po- like poetry is not something that, well, it is something that you can put in a box, but it doesn't have to be right. in a box, right? So mm-hmm. I like to tackle as many lanes as I'm able to, um, but within reason, right? Yeah. Because, you know, I can't, obviously, if I'm doing like a, a production or something with, you know, a theater, then I can't, you know, commit to certain other events because yeah. we got practice days right you know so just managing that seeing what's worth taking what's not worth taking um is it a paid event is it not a paid event yeah. you know it, is it going to be more beneficial for me to do it or not so right you know just it like i said it's different every time but that's how i navigate it i just kind of weigh the pros and cons and what i can get done and what's within my ability mm-hmm. so. you you are heavy into so i see that you got a theatrical background as well 
Just a little bit. Just a little bit. A little okay. Bit. Just a tinge. Is is uh, is poetry? Has that always been your your go to since you were young? Like growing up, is this what you knew you was gonna do? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Where were you going in the beginning, man? When I man, when I was younger, I used to want to design video games. <laughs> well, okay, hint, man. All right, before this podcast started, we just nerded out for at least a good five minutes about God of War, PlayStation Five games, and everything. Ghost of Tsushima, and motherfuckers know that I love my games. But yeah, please, please continue. So that's where you was. I, it fits. It fits. Right. <laughs> I I used to want to design video games, and I was like, man, I want to really be. I want to be able to draw this and create this storyline, and yada yada yada. And then you know, poetry just kind of fell in my lap. And the more I got engaged with poetry, the more the other thing just you know, the more the the video game design yeah. kind of kind of got up. sat to the side. Yeah. Now yeah. I still love video games. Yeah. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I yeah, still love yeah, yeah. them, but it's just um, I just I just see more of a purpose um, with me doing poetry. Not to say that designing video games doesn't have a purpose, but just for me personally, yeah, um, I just found more purpose in um, the actual uh, you know writing and crafting poems and everything. That's fun. That's the, that's the it's the exciting part. Just because I never know where what I'm writing it, where it's going to take me, and I've tried to I've tried to like narrow it to to where like this is what we're gonna talk about but whenever i let my mind take over the pen it Mm -hmm. just it just like this is where we're going i'm like calm down but i can't (laughs) it never and it usually something amazing comes up after but i'm like i just gotta learn how to trust the brain process that i have going on in my head because most of the time i i have to take a step back from it Mm -hmm. and then come back and see if this was okay from what i was writing Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I don't have to rewrite anything. But there have been some times where I was like, "Oh no, I've, I've gotten way too out of the box with this. <laughs> let's let's rein this one back in." Yeah, I think that's I think that's the beautiful thing about like you know art and well poetry specifically because um, it's a lot. It has such a such a rich storytelling element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know like if you if you see a good story there's always like a plot twist there's yeah. always yeah. you know that thing that brings you back or full circle moments right yeah um, I think it's different um, if if I'm writing for a company right and a uh-huh. company says hey you know we want you to write a poem about A B C and D then yeah you kind of got to be disciplined and stay within topic but if it's uh-huh. just you. I mean, I would explore that a lot of times whenever that happens to me, I get I get a good two, three poems, you yeah. know, out of the idea because I'm like, oh, this is where my mind is going. Let me put this to the side. Yeah. And then, oh, OK, there's another branch and I put the other branch to the side and then I continue down like the main path, like the main quest in the video game. I continue down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I continue down like, you know, the main quest. And when the main quest is done, it's like, OK, I can do these side missions. I can now. do the side missions. Yeah. Hell you know? yeah. So, well, how long have you been in poetry so a little so i've been performing poetry a little over 10 years but, I, but i've been writing for for a lot for a while maybe uh, maybe 14 15 mm. you know but yeah. uh, actually performing a little over 10 where's your inspiration come from god <laughs> <laughs> the lord yeah. um i guess uh specifically um I, I think like every poet has their anchor right yes so you got poets that are really big into the erotic scene you got poets yes oh my god and they dig deep i'm like yo i am a 
comfortable, but okay. <laughs> Do your thing, sir. I know this isn't from me, but <laughs> I mean, is it? Because we we didn't heard you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So so a lot of poets are anchored. Like, you can be anchored in the erotic scene. You could be anchored in um, the pro-black. You could be anchored in, like, you know, Christian. You could be anchored in LGBTQ. You can be anchored in different, like, you know, pockets of poetry and topics. And for me, um, I would probably say that my anchor is hope. And... And the reason it's that is because I can literally take the idea of hope and put it in just about anything. So I can put hope in like um I have pieces about sex trafficking. I got pieces about mm. immigration reform. Mm. I got I got I got my pro black yeah. pieces because they need hope there too. You know what I'm saying? Um I got my Jesus pieces. I got uh, my rah rah like you know yeah. I'm gonna bite your head off right pieces. yeah oh, you those, know what I'm saying those give chills to you I've been I've been in the room where you've done a few of those where you got preaching and everything I'm like ah, I got goose pimples <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus yeah yeah it's I, like you're um like to say that you said that like an anchor mm-hmm. that actually it calmed my brain down a bit because every time I go up on stage and I because you know I'm coming from the comedy world right so to come into the poetry scene seeing how how put together everything is mm-hmm. and to see the the love that you get from the crowd and the audience mm-hmm. uh, I'm I've never was. I've always tried to fit in wherever I could, hoping that people would see me. Mm. So I don't, I'm always trying to be like, oh, well, I, I guess I need to do something like that. Oh, okay. Well, all right. I guess I need to do something like this then. Mm-hmm. And I keep bouncing around from, from like plot point to plot point instead of just staying anchored. Cause like you say that you have your own little thing. And mm-hmm. instead of, you know, I get, I get confused and, sometimes overwhelmed by the the thoughts that i have because like i have to be like somebody else or i I have to do what this person is doing because this is poetry Mm -hmm. and like that right there actually kind of put a halt to those thoughts and it's like nah nigga just do your thing (laughs) like yeah 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 i don't don't think there's anything wrong with being diverse Right. right i think it's a dope thing to have diverse diversity of content hence the reason why i can have like multiple subject matters and multiple rhyme schemes, multiple ways to write a poem, right? Because you don't want the audience to get, you know, you don't want to become too predictable for the audience. You know what I'm saying? Um, But yeah, I don't, because everybody has a pocket. Like I, I'm funny on accident. (laughs) I can't be funny on purpose like you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like I could try to write something and like, you know what I'm saying? and, And you're a comedian. So, you know, most of it, like, well, a great portion of it is, not necessarily the writing, but the delivery yes. of it. I was yes. Like, I was like, man, I can't deliver this. Like, you know, what I'm I can't, I can't deliver like Kyle, man. Kyle, funny, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So, I mean, it's it's just that. So, I believe that we all have people that we can reach, right? And yeah. I've come to the like, I've accepted the fact that there are just some people I'm not gonna ever ever able be able to reach because yeah. you know for whatever reason I just can't reach him but you know you know the maniacal menace Kyle Smith got people that you know saying he can reach that I can't reach you know mm-hmm. so um like there are just certain there are certain subjects I can't touch you know what I'm saying I can't talk about I mean I can probably talk about like women 
right? Or, right. you know, stuff that pertains to women. But I could never talk about it from the perspective of a woman because I'm right. not a woman. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, only they can really dive deep into, you know, that subject matter. So in that sense, you know, I, I, there's only certain things I could, you know, cover and yeah. write about. Yeah. I, I've never, like now that we're talking about it, I, I finally get to, I finally get to put it in that type of sense it's like you don't you know there's certain things that you just can't like there's nothing that you can do about it there's no need for you to go even go in that lane just you know do what you're doing do it makes do it makes it enjoyable to you because for a while for a minute like especially going to certain places seeing certain people and thinking that oh i'm not good enough to fit in this category because you know this is like certain sunday shows remember i can't even talk to you about oh, that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy feeling feeling that i'm not good enough because i do this and i don't do that so that's mm. that's what had me kind of like bouncing around like i don't you know i just i just kind of want to fit in everywhere that i do but uh you know noticing that hey fit in how you can fit in like people right. are still going to appreciate what i'm doing mm -hmm. you know it is different and not everywhere i can go ahead and take what i do to the stage because certain places like i've i've tried like i, I told people this many times like, i've actually tried to take comedy poetry to the stage to where it's just poetry mm -hmm. but me doing everything silly mm -hmm. i did 20 minutes of that and i got tired of myself i was like this <laughs> this is not like my rhyme scheme is like okay cool but it's supposed to be a comedy show and everybody's like that's clever but bitch i'm like i can laugh every now and then and then i'm thinking about like what did you say like i gotta fucking because you know most of the things that i when i do write poetry it's like oh i gotta think about this now right and so you just see a whole bunch of faces like ah it goes from ha ha's to like Ah, oh, this again? We got more of this, and so I've I've known I've learned to to mix those up together and actually hone that in to right. where it's just not gonna kill the audience. Right? Yeah, I think poetry is such an emotionally charged art form. Yeah. Right. Um, the intention that like poetry at its core, it, it forces you to think, right? Yeah. And comedy, what comedy does is it force, it makes you comedy makes you think in certain ways, but it does it li really lightly. Like I would, mm -hmm. um, I would say like, if I look at somebody like a Dave Chappelle, right. Right. And we see how Dave literally sets up an entire storyline yeah. of how like he does his comedy. Right. And I would say that parts of his comedy would arguably be poetic. Right. Yes, um, because very much so. Because he's he's teaching us, but at the same time, he's making it light and digestible. Yeah, you know, for a lot of people, right? Um, I think whenever we we talk about like, especially your type of writing, because you're right, because like you are a writer, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying. And whenever you do like write poetry, it's there's thought, there's depth that goes into yeah, it. so much. Yeah, <laughs> and poetry literally like forces people out of their comfort zone. Yeah, and comedy makes you comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> a yeah. lot of times, you yeah. know what I'm saying. So it's it's it like you can do it. It's like you know what I'm saying, but I think you just have to know yourself as an artist, right? And I'm, and what you bring. So yeah. yeah, I've gotten to this point in uh in my writing to where I'm like, all right, I have certain bits that are really funny, but now it's like, what do I write about now that can come off as funny mm -hmm. in in a poetic sense? And so that's. It hasn't been too difficult. I come up with certain premises, but I want to come up with certain things that 
<laughs> people deal with on an everyday basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that I can actually bring to a younger audience instead mm-hmm. of having to be ostracized to just an adult crowd. Right. You know, but so that that's kind of where my mentality for this is going now. Mm-hmm. Like since that I, I have the knack to write this way, uh, can I hone it in to writing specific instead of just writing Oh, what comes at the time, like a like a joke. Basically, all my jokes, uh, the way that I write jokes is something personally happens to me, mm-hmm. and then I sit down, I think about it, and just by me being me, the person I am, the way I would talk about something is very silly to people. Right. And I've noticed that over time, I, it's not something that I intentionally do, but I've noticed that I can't help this, mm. and it's crazy once you find it out because that's the person that you are on stage. Yeah. So, so to be able to find that and see that and see that that's the person I am, I've I've accepted that more because for a while it threw me off. It fucked me up for a second. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, because I I would intentionally not. Tr- I'm I'm being myself, yeah. and people are hysterically laughing, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm not trying to push this issue on you to where I want you to laugh hysterically. I am being honest yeah. and, and people can't help be like no dude you're fucking killing me and I'm like I just want to have a normal conversation <laughs> and, and it's, yeah. it's like you know but this is how I am so I've taken that and I've been able to kind of hone it but I want to be able to put it to where it's just something normal instead of being like, oh, let's talk about your assholes and shit. You know, instead of right. instead of taking it that route, taking it the normal route, like, ah, this is how I tie my shoes. And sh- you know. Yeah. But yeah, just just that's the difficulties of of thinking with this artist brain of mine. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's a it's a difficult thing. So whenever I like make a set, mm-hmm. I always try to make my sets themed. That mm-hmm. way, that way, I can literally control where the energy is going, right? Oh, nice. So, um, like, like the set that we did at uh, at VIP, yeah. right? Um, you know, I started off with you know the piece about the guy who you know talked yeah. trash or whatever, and then I had to make corrections. So I knew that that's a good opening piece for for a poetry crowd because they they would appreciate oh, it. Oh, they were with it. You they know, were with it. yeah, and they and they dug it, right? And then then I started getting into the actual set set, which revolved around community. And mm. different aspects of community and how to fit in different, you know, places in community, right? Mm-hmm. So if I arrange the set in a community like format, right, like I did, I can control like, okay, this is the high point of the set, this is the low point of the set. Yeah. And can I take us from that low point and bring us to a high point? Or can I get us from a high point and bring us really, really low? Yeah. And how and how do I want to end it? You know, I'm saying yeah. what's gonna be the the cap. You know what I'm saying? Or the cherry on top, as it were, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not a comedian, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't I wouldn't know how to formulate a, a comedy set in that manner. But I would imagine, like, maybe if you make your sets more themed, it would focus it a yeah. little bit more. That way you can control the room. Yeah, that, um, well, I've I've cracked that code. Okay. I've actually, I got a special that I, I Oh, I tell people <laughs> I've already done it. You it's got a whole special, yeah. You ain't tell me about it. <laughs> it's it's uh, I've done Jesus? it way. <laughs> Do you love him? I don't think you love him, son. <laughs> I, I'm definitely here. I was just like, shit. If my mama heard me, if I said I didn't love Jesus, she'd come to this goddamn microphone. But no, <laughs> no, um, 2018 
2018, I I um I shot and read my own special called The Inquisitor's Observations, comedy poetry, to oh. where I take comedy and poetry and I I put it all together and I had I had a set mm-hmm. basically and it was themed uh from and it would do comedy and then it would do poetry and then it would do comedy but the 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 comedy would flow into the poetry. Okay. Yeah, to where. Like so, what you see now of me doing the the uh, sets at at certain places and everything, mm-hmm. how I kind of set everything up before I go into into the actual poem. Mm. That's basically what I did. So I'm taking pieces of that and just bringing it out to the world now because not everybody's seen this, and I've only I've taped it and I haven't done anything with it. Okay, and I need to, but it's just I have so much on my plate, and I'm the guy that's got to fucking edit it and everything. That's a true statement. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like you go get it when you get it. I look at it now, and I'm like, I can't watch this again because like the bits that I do that's on there, mm-hmm. they're they're like completely changed. Not not to an extent to where it's like the entire bit, but there's certain things that I I, I say. There's certain things that I. I've taken out of those bits now, so mm-hmm. it's kind of cringy to look at. It's like, ugh, I get it. yeah, but it's still it's still decent enough to like dish out there, and so it's just like, I, I I'll work on it when I get to it. Mm-hmm. But I finally gotten to a, a sense to where it's it's dialed in to where I can continue doing this, and people be like, oh, okay, I fucks with that. So yeah. that's why I take it certain places, but like. I wanted to ask you this. How do you know when a poem is coming to an end? How do you know when you've you've done writing? Oh boy. Um I think so I think the honest truth at least for me is the poem's never truly done per oh. se because because the poem is an extension of who I am. Yeah. And since I'm always growing. Right. Like I'm always like the particular piece of poetry, even though it may have a conclusive, like written portion of it or a recording portion of it. Yeah. Um, if my ideology of something changes, yeah. Then at least for me, I, I, I don't feel comfortable um, saying a poem that I don't fully believe. Oh. So if I don't believe it, you know what I'm saying? Why would I why would I spit it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't like even if the poem is like really dope or really good and everybody yeah. likes to hear it. Um now I could as a writer go back and revise it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To make it like, okay, I believe it again. You know? <laughs> but I remember I've only that's happened to me like maybe twice. And I remember I, I wrote a poem um like years ago and my ideology changed. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, I don't believe this anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I had to I had to let it go. <laughs> and it was a good poem. It was a, it was it was one of my best well-written poems and I'm just like I know it's going to hit every time but I'm like that's just I don't believe that anymore. Yeah. So I had to I had to be like well either I can throw it away, which I had to because it's so much of it was just not 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 how not who I am now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I've changed. So, like, I, I never want to, um, I know we always like to separate the artist from the artwork, or there, there's this idea that you separate the artist from the artwork, and I think that's true to an extent. Yeah. But for poets, it's different, because I... I are a lot I more find, connected. Yeah, man. Like, you, you can't... It's, it's almost impossible to do a poem 
and and not believe in what you're doing like mm-hmm. unless unless you're like a really great actor but even in acting there's a level of belief <clears throat> right. that you have to have in your acting i remember i was watching um i was watching the first black panther right and then you know you see michael b jordan as killmonger yeah and you're looking at you're looking at this villain you're listening to him and you're like you know what? I, I believe that. I can, I can, I can, yeah. you know what? You're making sense. Yeah. And then, and then I watched the new Black Panther, Black Panther, uh, uh, Wakanda forever. And then I'm looking at Namor and I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> you show right. Who is right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I fucks with you. Okay, sir. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like well-written villains to me, like my favorite villains are the villains that are borderline heroic, borderline. Yeah. Like they really think about humanity. Like Thanos makes sense to me. Yeah, Thanos I was like, I feel sense. you, sir. But man, what you gotta do to to get what you want? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. But yeah. okay, you yeah. know, I hey, right, more and, power to you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's and it's the same with poetry. Like even if I'm going the wrong direction, right? Yeah. Um. I'm willing to go in the wrong direction and then, you know what I'm saying, have my heart changed. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, but if I don't like if I don't believe if I don't believe in what I'm saying, then I'm lying to you. Yeah. And I can't lie to you. Yeah. I've uh when I when I write, there's so many things that I think about and then that's one of the things that I do think about. Like if I write something down and it just comes out because I'm rhyming and I'm like, no, 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 no. That I don't do I do I feel this way for real, or yeah. am I just putting this down because that was a clever line? Yeah, and I'm like, sometimes I gotta eat them clever lines and be like, no, let's yeah. let's let's be true to ourselves. Be a little tough too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, so tough. Because <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, damn, that was good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, like I'd be having to look up certain things. And be like, no, Kyle, you can't say that because that don't mean that. <laughs> Even though it sounds like it's supposed to, it don't mean that at all. And if somebody fact checks your ass, you're gonna be looking dumb. Right. So I'm like, ah. Ah, all right, all right, I feel that. Yeah, so there's 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 so much there's so much that you have to actually like when it when it comes to writing, there's so much that you have to take in considering just because like when I go back and I I go look at some things and I I, I reread and I I go over it and I'm like okay, this I like where this is going. Sometimes I get confused on where I'm trying to go, mm-hmm. and it, you know sometimes I have to turn the boat back around because I'm 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 veering off a little bit too much. Mm. But I, I've always liked to. I noticed that when I do write, my my writings have came to a point to where, and when I am coming to an end, it has like uh like a meaning or. You know, like a uh, like a lesson, yeah, and something like that. I'm I'm not trying to teach nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, this just kind of how it comes out. You know, or how I feel on the inside. Like, there's certain things that I I talk about that the poems that I do write, I want to put visually, just so people can see the words visually themselves, not yeah. actually like subtitled, but like. As I speak these words, it, this is what's going on in the video as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, so I know for me when I am writing that that's one of the things that I do think about is like, how does this? Because every time I'm writing, it fucking it's a whole movie that plays in my head. Mm. So for me to recite, that's kind of how I'm able to to memorize basically by the visual pictures that I have in my head for those certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, how does your memory, like what, what keeps your, since you do 
theater as well from time to time. <laughs> like, how how do you go about memorizing? Oh, man, listen. Um, Your pieces are long. <laughs> I mean, they're not long. Yeah, they got some length on them. Man, listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> I remember the first piece of poetry I wrote, it was 12 minutes long. Oh, my goodness. That was the very first piece of poetry I ever wrote was 12 minutes. Took me forever. Oh, took me forever shit. to memorize it. Um, I've gotten to the point now where my poems are like, you know, three minutes, yeah, five minutes at the most, Ooh. at the most five, you know what I'm saying? But like I say, I say in that three, four minute, uh, you know, time frame now. Yeah. yeah. So that's where most of my poems are at now. Um, you know, memorization, it's, uh, it's tough. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's tough. Um, I have yet to crack the code on how to effectively memorize, uh, any poems, um, I, I hold on to this quote uh, that Maya Angelou had, right? Mm-hmm. So Maya Angelou uh, <laughs> says that people um, may not remember what you said to them, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Ooh. Which, so for me, like I think about that in terms of memorization all the time because a lot of times I don't remember the words whenever I'm actively trying to memorize them, but I remember how I feel yeah, in the moment. Feel. Yeah. So that feeling or that emotion acts as a muscle muscle memory you yeah. know what i'm saying and a lot of times even when i'm like going back over it and i'm reciting it uh, just purely off of the emotion sometimes my words change too and i'm just oh. like this feels more natural so now i have to change the word yeah you know what i'm yeah. saying i've done that i have slashes so many slashes to where it's yeah. like either you can say this or you can say it this way and there's certain spots where i'm like ah uh, it sounds so much better to say it this way mm-hmm. i'm gonna leave this slash here just because like this is what it used to be mm-hmm. but this is how i'm gonna say it forever now yeah and like there's certain like uh it ain't easy to be the black man that one that one i have a certain portion of that towards the end to where it's just like all right, don't cry, but get through it, you know, because that's how it makes me feel every time I come to that. And I'm not one of those people that's, you know, that writes about what's really going on in the economy and all that. But I have that side to me, like that activist side. I have yeah. that side, but I, I haven't really done much with it mm-hmm. besides be there for people. Like that's, right. that's the type of person I am. I can be there for you. Mm-hmm. I can help out in those type of ways, but anything else... I'm just a, a a bumbling piece of junk. I can't I can't do nothing else for you mm. besides give you some uplifting words. That's kind of how I feel. Like what I have to do in like life, kind of like I don't know much else to do besides mm. you know I do I do electrical and you, I can put some lights on for you and shit. <laughs> but you know if you down in the dumps, I can just go ahead and give you something to make you smile. But that's about it. You know. Yeah. I don't, I'm still trying to find my purpose in this world. I, I, I think I've kind of found it, but, you know, what? it's like, what's my main purpose? Like, mm. why Why do I keep chasing this dream that I'm on? For what? Mm. Like, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, what makes you continue this? Um, I think that just goes back to hope, man. Um, I think that the world has an abundance of depression. It yeah. has an abundance of anger. It has an abundance of malice. It has an abundance of gossip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> TMZ. But, man, but the world does not have an abundance of hope. Um, so, like, my other occupation is I'm a youth pastor, too, right? Oh, okay. So I work with a lot of young people, mm-hmm. um, a lot of young, impressionable people who mm-hmm. go through, like, actual depression, who go through suicidal thoughts, who go through cutting, who go through, like, mm. all this other stuff, right? Um, and 
as I've grown, I've learned that, yo, like this, just because this is not just a young person thing. This yeah. is a adults like actively struggling with, you know, depression and everything like that. Me, myself, I've struggled with depression mm-hmm. and everything. And, you know, as a black man um, growing up as a, you know, black millennial, they, you, they, they tell you, hey, you know, you just pray it out or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Or it's just something wrong with that boy or, right. you know what I'm saying? We don't we do not do therapy apparently. And we yeah, don't, and, and, you'll be all right. Yeah. Be man, be poo-poo. You, you know, know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you just, just, like medicine. What do you need that medicine for? You boy? don't need that boy. <laughs> just, just get over it. But, um... But yeah, no, like it's it's a real thing. So like for me personally, um, I I do it because I know the impact that it can have. If you look at the greatest movements in the world and I guess one of the easiest ones I could look back to is like um, whenever we look at a civil rights movement, Mm -hmm. um, the things that predated the civil rights movement were literally art movements, the Harlem Renaissance, Mm. where you see Langston Hughes and and Maya Angelou and Toni Morris and all these people who were in this thing called the Writers Guild. Like these are these are people who literally marched with <laughs> Malcolm and Martin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? These are these are the cats that like fought for our civil rights. But before they did that, they were artists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they literally guided the movement. They were the voice of that time. Um, you know, we like whenever we had uh, you know, George Floyd and Ahmaud Aubrey and Breonna Taylor, we were we were all bumping Kendrick Lamar because we knew, yeah. you know what I'm Hell saying? Yeah. That, that was that was that was the song of the movement. Movement, right and you have these artists like art especially that kind of art artists are almost directly um connected with movements with times in history arts literally shape like how we how we how we perceive the world and how we want to change the world right yeah we can we can see the world and we can chisel it like it is or we could write it how it should be you know, that's right. that's 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 just what artists do. And now I know arts are unappreciated in comparison to like, you know, business and politics and everything like that. But literally art affects all of it. Yeah. And I think that's what keeps me going just because I know the impact that these words make on people. Right. Like I've it, just in comedy before I even got into poetry, like the things that people have told me just because I've gotten on stage and, you know, was silly. Yeah. Not saying anything that pertains to them, but sometimes relating with certain people with over a joke and people coming up and be like, dude, I'm glad I saw you today, man. You made me man. feel so much better. And it's good, like a good laugh man. can save somebody's life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I've had a few people come up to me and I'm like, dude, I was in a bad place. Yeah. It's like, man, this this helped? This helped you? He's like, if I wouldn't have came tonight, I don't know where I'll be tomorrow. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. You 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 you're welcome? You know, I didn't I do this for me so I can mentally feel better about myself. But Mm -hmm. to know that this actually reached someone else. Yeah. Man, you're welcome. You know, so that that keeps me going because there's so many times where in my head I'm like, why I'm doing this? Why I keep doing this? There's other things that I could be worrying about. You know, my job is good. I have a good job. Like, why why do I keep putting myself through this turmoil of like, mm-hmm. how you gonna do today? Like, what's it gonna feel like today? Like, how that audience gonna how that audience gonna be? Like, you know, are you gonna go on stage? You gonna bomb tonight? Mm-hmm. When you bomb, your morale is low. Yeah. You know, you feel that in your soul. Like, you take that home with you until you got another time or another chance to redeem that. Mm-hmm. And until you have that, like, it's always this back and forth ping pong like of feelings and emotions and it's just like 
you sure this is what you want to do? And you're like, you you gonna keep doing this? Like it's like ah, right. yeah, I guess so. I can't stop now. I'm I'm yeah. this deep into it. And and I think I think that goes back to to your point about purpose. Um, you know, I have a lot of young people that always like they always ask like, you know, how do I find out what my purpose is? Yeah. And I I wish I had a definite answer, but I think that when we consider purpose, I think purpose a lot of times or at least what i found for myself is um it's two things one purpose is for me Mm -hmm. as like as a personal person to grow in a place but purpose always always branches off to somebody else so like um there's a you know people always have the saying like what's in your cup is for you and (laughs) and the overflow is for everybody else yeah oh you're the second person that's told me something like that and uh, it's I, i found it to be true man because yeah like, you know, so so what are we doing? Why do we work? Because one, we want to be OK, but two, we want to be able to give something to our kids. Right. Yeah. We want to be able to give something to the next generation. Right. So our purpose is not only tied into us, but it lives past us. Mm. And when we look at art, like my Angelo is gone, but I still remember what she said. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So even though she's gone, like. Her words live in me and they, and, and they live in like hundreds of other writers and, and civil rights activists and everything because she was here and she, you know, said words and she made an impact. Right. And, mm-hmm. it, and it and it lived past her. And now that we have these words, we can build on these words. You know what I'm saying? So when we think about purpose, like purpose, literally, it should never die with me. It should always mm. be carried on to somebody else. I heard somebody says that. You only you only have success whenever you have a successor, right? Ooh. So if my so if my success literally goes with me, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like how successful was I really? You know, aside from the whole, aside from money, aside from all that other stuff, like what did I what did I leave behind? Did I give what I had to somebody else before I was done? Before I was gone? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And can they carry? You know what I'm saying? That mantle that I've given to them. Who does my who are my successors? What do my successors look like? And it should like it should just be so on and so forth. Yeah. You know, so that's just like that's just my my thing about purpose. Right. I always feel like purpose first starts with working on you Mm. and then it branches off to everybody else around you and it impacts everybody else around you. Uh, See, that's why I enjoy doing this that's why i enjoy doing this podcast because like i don't know who it reach who this reaches and how many people it does reach but i know the people that do hit me up that it has reached be like oh man this is this is good like i really enjoyed that top that conversation that you had with such and such it really opened my eyes to to certain aspects of life and where you can go because like this is tell me a joke the guy line and chasing the dream where well, we don't really tell jokes and shit like that but we're all dream chasers mm-hmm. and everybody's out here on their own little journey to do something that normies aren't doing right. <laughs> basically you know we we have a gift and it's out here to spread it to others and in our world it's it it's a bit it looks like like other people don't see it or we're kind of like the people in from men in black like we we see the other aliens <laughs> but other people just see everything else as normal and yeah. it's like oh no you don't that person's got it in them you know but mm-hmm. most of the time 
like if you just go up to somebody no they don't understand what you're talking about what you feel what you got to go through just to be who you are and uh that made me think about because people have came to themselves now and they they think more for themselves now because we're open to ourselves more because we've had to spend time by ourselves because of the pandemic yeah and you see a lot more people committing suicide Mm -hmm. and a lot more people being like oh i do need help uh i i need therapy and like it's good to see more and more people now opening up to the to the thought of speaking with someone else instead of how it used to be like oh pull yourself up by your bootstraps mm. be a man or be poo poo you be all right little boy you yeah. know don't cry about over that and you're a man mm. now it's like oh no something was wrong with us like you can it's okay to seek out help now and, mm-hmm. which is it's something as a comedian and entertainer or something that we go through because we did we we take in a lot especially dealing with the energy from others because mm-hmm. uh, i feel as if it's a superpower now to where i can really tell or gauge the energy of a room when i when i get there or uh gauge a person if this person is is cool or if this person is fake you know mm-hmm. and that's a good feeling to be able to do that. But noticing that, like we've also taken that energy ourselves and like me and my wife, whenever we go out, like there's, there's, it's to an extent to where we're like, all right, I'm done with people for the day. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just like, all right, there's a lot going on. You don't know everybody, but you know, dealing with di- different people's energy and shit, just going to the store or whatnot. Somebody yeah. can have a bad day and that reflects off on you now. Mm-hmm. And now you take that energy and you bring it to the house. And it's like, fuck, I don't want, I don't want none of this, yeah. you know? So, uh, it's, it's good that we're, noticing more of this now instead of just entertainers like it's, it's good that more people in the world are actually noticing hey mentally we need to check on ourselves and mm-hmm. mentally i guess being entertainers we are the ones to go ahead and calm down the normies because you know it just feels like i need an outlet they need an outlet or some place to go mm-hmm. and so our writing and our words is is their outlet because it's something that they don't do i don't i just I try to find a purpose for myself, even though I feel as if I know my purpose. I I try to continuously give myself the answer to why I continue to do this. Mm-hmm. Basically, I get it. Yeah, and I, I think I've gotten there. Maybe I don't know. Sometimes I still wake up like ah, it's okay. You don't you don't have to continue. <laughs> well, we get it. I mean, hey man, like that's the thing about being human, though. Mm-hmm. Like, we're constantly changing. We're constantly rediscovering ourselves, relearning ourselves. Yeah. Um, in the next five years, you and I will not be the same people. No. <laughs> you no. know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, I have to be able to readjust myself and understand, okay, I've changed. Like, whenever you asked about, the, you know, the poem, my ideology changed. That's mm-hmm. not who I am. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, like, just relearning who I am and being able to not only relearn who I am, but adjust to the people who are around me because they're changing too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some people change for the better. 
some people change yeah, for the worse. Some people change for the worse. <laughs> you know, so, um, but yeah, no, I, I think that's what it is. But I think that's a beautiful thing at the same time, because what it says is that I'll, I don't know, there's just something comforting about chasing this perfection, but not being able to reach it. Oh, be- my goodness. Because even though I know I won't be able to reach it, the fact that I'll always have something to chase after gives me even more purpose. Mm, it means mm-hmm. that it means that I, I literally will never reach the end of something, but I have a reason to keep living because yeah. I'm chasing something. And I think I think there is there is a beauty in knowing that you're not going to reach it, but just getting closer <laughs> and closer and closer to it. You know, it's, it feels uh, it's almost like an insanity. Right there, kind of, sort of. <laughs> I mean, you can you can look at it like that, but <laughs> you know, it's it's a, it's still a beautiful thing, you know. But. The chase is fun. The chase is fun. Hold on. Bang! Yeah, there we go. Ah, but yes, that that man, that's good because now I have more to think about, more to to have me not so worried, you know, because. Yeah. The way you've articulated that, it's just like, okay, okay, I got this. I think I, I got this. I think, you know, it, it shouldn't be too difficult. You know, just, just keep pushing forward, basically. I mean, in a nutshell, you know, <laughs> um, and enjoy the ride. Enjoy the fact that you'll always be growing. That's, mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful, man. You'll, yeah. You'll, you'll always grow. You'll never run out of... You'll never run out of things to grow in. Right. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, yeah, that's that's the comfort that I find in it, man. Just, you know, growing. And even though I know that I'll, I, I, I will never reach this perfect pinnacle of humanity. Yeah. Um, but just to know that I'll, I'll always have a purpose in pursuing something. Yeah. Because if I didn't have a purpose, then what would be the point of me going? What would be the point of me living? And this is where that hope comes in again, right? Yeah. Because if people don't have any hope. You know what I'm saying? Then why would I pursue anything if I don't have any hope? Oh. And if I have an absence of hope, then, you know, what else is there? I don't, I don't have anything else. So, yeah, that's the comfort that I find in it, at least. And, and just this thinking about it myself. So, mm. yeah. Hell yeah. I hope y'all heard that. God damn it. We out here giving knowledge and and giving hope and, and fortitude for people to Keep going on their journey. We got a game of choices coming up. Everybody likes a game of choices. Uh, I got, it, 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 I got a soundboard on this little thing. Oh, yeah, okay. you, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but no, nah, I ain't got nothing specific on it. So we got a game of choices before we get you out of here. This has been a great conversation. Uh, gee, we we fifty minutes in already. Oh, close oh, to oh it. my, yeah, right. It goes. It just goes. Uh, but we got a game of choices. You got four options and four choices. Um, basically, uh, now your options and your choices are. This would be good because most people get confused by this when I go ahead and give them their choices. They're like, "Oh, what's a such and such?" But you, you, you kind of a nerd like me. So I think yeah, hopefully you won't have any questions about this. Oh, preferably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Now your options are: you got to be one, you got to raise one, you got to marry one, and you got to sell one of them. Okay. Okay. Uh, be one, raise one, sell one, marry one. Okay. All right. And then your choices are mermaid, a maguire, a Mexican, and a manatee. <laughs> <laughs> are, are they? Are they all female? 
<laughs> it could be however you want it. You know, you can have Jason Momoa as the mermaid. So, you know, it all depends. Oh, is it, that right? Yeah. You, whatever your face. <laughs> 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 that's funny yeah, so. he's, he's half and half he exactly just, <laughs> exactly people was like well what half is the mermaid i was like it doesn't matter <laughs> what half it doesn't the matter mermaid? these are your choices <laughs> these are your choices you can do what you want with them however you want with them oh. be one raise one marry one and then sell one of them okay oh lord okay <laughs> mm, i gotta think about this okay jesus okay so <laughs> So a Mexican, <laughs> yeah. a mermaid. Uh huh. Uh, what were the other? A two? Maguire and a manatee. Oh Jesus. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I think I'm gonna marry the Mexican. Okay. Um, you know. Uh. So yeah. That's, <laughs> that's off the table. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, now Keep the it safe. Now the mermaid is different. All right. This yeah. Is why, this is why the mermaid is different because, like, whenever you think about like mythological mermaids yes technically like the urban legend surrounding mermaids where they did you know that they were actually like you know they would lure uh men into the sea and like you know what i'm saying they would have like this beautiful woman like appearance so like you know uh -huh. an angler fish right yes so that's kind of like what the mer mermaids were they would like lure the men in and then you know the men would finally get underwater and then they get they eaten. Would Oh yeah! What? So there's that kind of mermaid. Oh, we, you're the first person that has ever brought this type of mermaid to the choices. <laughs> oh my god! I yeah, don't man, like I'm them. weird, bro. I just, <laughs> I now we can talk it. about little mer aerial mermaid. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I've love I've, death and robots type of mermaid. Okay. Jesus. So I, I've married the Mexican. Okay. Mm -hmm. Manatees. Okay. So manatees are rare. Yes. Manatees are extremely rare. I might have to sell the manatee. I think I'm going to uh -huh. sell the manatee. Okay. Okay. There you the go. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, and the, the, the I, can, I can't pronounce the other one. The Mogwai? Mogwai. Okay. Um, that, uh, that sounds like the, the thing in Skyrim. Oh. <laughs> That's the gizmo. Oh, my bad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. We're my, we're my last two. Uh, uh, you you married the Mexican and you're selling the manatee. Yeah. So you, you got to be one of them and you got to raise one of them. So I got to beat one of them. I got to raise one of them. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now listen. I, I see. Listen. I don't know if I want to beat the mermaid. Because... Oh, that beat it. Be it. Oh, be it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Let me let me see what we're working with here. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. See, now I want to be Aquaman now. Yeah. Right. Dang. <laughs> okay. I think I think I'll be the mermaid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? All right. I'll be I'll be an attractive Samoan dude. I yeah. Mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? Aquaman. Jason Momoa got abs. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, he does. He does. Um. And hey, man. I guess my only option is to be. <laughs> Yeah, right. so, so I'm so I'm a, so I'm gonna be the mermaid and <laughs> you gonna sell that magwai? I gotta sell it, man. All right, that'll work, man. If you can sell a magwai on the black market, man, you mm -hmm. know the world might come to an end, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You'll be a, a, a dapper mermaid out here. I will. You know, what I'm, saying? I'm gonna be underwater, so you yeah. know, what I'm, saying? I'm gonna you be okay. gotta I'm worry be, about. I'm gonna be all right. The gremlins taking over. See, yeah, <laughs> they can't swim. They just gotta stay away from water. So exactly. you're perfect. You, know you good. Oh, that is—it's chess, not checkers. Yeah. Chess. <laughs> <laughs>
is the oh my god i haven't had a good like they're always good like that but i tell people every time i do this it's always different you're the first person that's ever came and explained the actual mermaids to me i'm like oh snap okay yeah uh if you want to be those type of mermaids either or but whatever realm of mermaid you want that's 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 the ones you could choose and this was oh that was fun <laughs> thank you man well thank you for coming dude let everybody know where they can find you at okay no doubt so if you want to follow me you can follow me at red lion poetry red the color lion the animal poetry the art that's on all platforms Ooh. i have a website redlinepoetry.com so it's literally red line poetry anywhere you look oh, can't, can't miss it so Hell it's yeah. really consistent i ain't got no numbers or underscores in the name so you ain't got to confused as long as yeah. you know how to spell <laughs> you're gonna be okay <laughs> yeah. why red lion where did that Ooh, come from man, listen you got another hour yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess, I guess in, in short and sweet and simple terms, um, red is to me, it's the color of passion, but it's also mm. the color of warfare. Yeah. Um, line is very representative of headship, um, general, um, lions are very regal. So whenever I perceive myself, I perceive myself as a king that is powerful, a king that's willing to war, mm. a king that is passionate, a king that's willing to fight, um, so in simple terms, that's that's why that's why I stuck with the name Red Line because it it has that kind of significance. Plus, it's simple. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, that's dope as hell, man. That's what I'm talking about. Well, everybody, thank y'all for coming. I have been your court gesture of holding court today. The maniacal man is Kyle Smith. Said a whole thing like a pimp named Slickback. And until next time, Jokers, man, keep dreaming. <laughs>